Blog Talk Radio. General Quarters, Security Condition 3. GQ, Security 3, sir. General <coughs> Quarters 3, Intruder Alert. GQ 3, Intruder Alert. Hello, good evening, and welcome once again to Madam Perry's Salon, the podcast with more celebrities than the inauguration. I'm your host and cruise director, Madam Perry, or you can call me Jennifer Perry, or my Brit friends, I'm Jay Maud, or Jay Maudette Perry. So, but whatever it is, you know, I'm here to bring you uh, some of the most fantastically interesting and talented people that I can find. And I've been very, very fortunate to know so many people or have so many people agree to come on the show. First of all, let me thank you, all my listeners. You have just made this show explode lately. Um, I remember a time when I thought it would be great if I could get up to, I don't know, 500 listeners a month. And now on my stats, I'm getting over a thousand per day. Uh, Live that go on and listen and download and uh, on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, and that's that's very exciting to me. And that helps me get cool sponsors and it helps me get great guests. Uh, just to mention a couple of people that were on recently that have uh, messages, David Fishoff uh, was on a couple of weeks ago, and his offer still stands. You know, he's the guy that he's a, a sports and entertainment agent, uh, producer for years. He's the one that created the whole idea of the Ringo Starr All-Star Band that tours and put that together. And he also created Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp. And September Fantasy Camp is the Judas Priest edition, although there will be people besides Judas Priest there working there like Rudy, our friend Rudy Sarzo from Quiet Riot and Ozzy's band that was on a few months back. And David Fishoff says anyone who signs up, registers for the September Judas Priest edition of Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp and says they heard about it on Madame Perry's salon, he will give you a guitar worth $700. He didn't tell me what kind, but he said a guitar worth $700, he will give you just because you signed up and said you heard about it on Madame Perry's Salon. Not too shabby. And coming up soon, we're going to have, um, oh, let's see. I got Michael Fleeman's coming back. Uh, Michael Fleeman, who's a true crime author, he's got two books out this year. He was on back in February. He's coming back in a couple of weeks with a new book uh, about a man that killed two of his wives. He's married twice and killed them both. Um, you see him a lot on TV shows like Snapped and, uh, forensic Files, but he's also going to be on a new Escape Network show as a regular commentator. So uh, Michael Fleeman was so much fun. He's a great writer. When I had him on before, he had mentioned that he was right. It was about his book uh, Crazy for You about the Rusty Snyderman murder that happened right here in Atlanta, Georgia, and. It's amazing. When I had forgotten some of the aspects of it, and I lived in Atlanta and followed it, especially the part where he said, uh, where Hemi Newman, the guy who who, uh, was arrested and charged and in prison for killing his lover's husband, Rusty Snyder, um, claimed insanity. And I said, you know, people can look down their nose at that all they want, but anybody to kill somebody in broad daylight at a daycare center in Dunwoody, Georgia, where the traffic in the morning and the rush hour is so heavy and thinks they can get away with it, yes, I would say give them the insanity defense. Um, even before he said that an angel came to him that looked like Stevie Nicks and spoke like Barry White, even before that, I would have just gone with it. But anyway, so we got him coming to also – 
the queen of metal, the first woman you ever heard shred, and I mean shred, the guitar, Lita Ford. She's going to be coming soon, too. She's on tour right now, and uh, we're looking forward to having her. I just finished reading her book, Living Like a Runaway. So, but tonight, I'm so sorry. This is a guy that I met, and it's one of those things where you, you meet somebody in the most, it's kind of like a magical situation. Um <laughs> It was this little, lovely little shop in Asheville, and it had crystals and, and uh, synthetic music equipment. And Club Wendy that ran it was just an enchanting lady, and she had a performance area in the lounge. And I heard these two musicians, Matt Townsend, whom you've heard on here before, and Valet Harrington, who just took my heart. And uh, that's is who I want you to welcome to Madame Perry's Salon tonight. Valet Harrington, welcome to Madame Perry's Salon. Hi. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome, and I'm glad you could make time for us. Um, as you see, I did tell you it looked like the inside of Jeannie's bottle, and so if it's a little too dim in here for you, we'll light a candle or something for to sure. sit on, and you never know who's going to be coming through those beaded the little beaded curtains on the doors. So right. right now, and this is a great time for you to be on too, because you've been on a pretty uh, busy southeastern tour. Yeah, uh, we've been, you've uh, already been on. Busy lately. Through, I mean, you're going through what you've been through uh, both Carolinas, um, Georgia. Where where all have you going the last few weeks and coming up? Well, um, we've been just trying to stay busy lately. I actually just got off of a tour out west, um, but I was playing with my friends uh, called My Girl, My Whiskey, and Me. Um, I have a progressive bluegrass band, and I've been playing banjo for them, and I was just opening for them and and uh, then playing for them during their sets out west and then just did some solo tour, solo shows on the way back. and We just got back to Greenville, um, reformatted the band while I was gone and uh and uh so we've just been getting all that in order and we just played an event downtown Greenville called Downtown Alive and we have uh the next couple of weeks off but then we're going on a little run with our friend's brother Oliver <clears throat> in support for their C D release and uh we'll be going on from there. Yeah, because I caught you on uh television. And downtown Greenville has some really nice places. Greenville, South Carolina, really folks, does. if you haven't been there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know because, you know, I've got um, some of my in-laws live around there. And I've been there a few times, and I've set up events for clients there and put up uh, before in different places. But I went last year to see somebody, a client of mine, playing, uh, sitting in with a band at uh, the Boulevard, Blues Boulevard. And just walking around the downtown area, all the places, I saw you uh, on television was it last week or the week before, and I thought, he's sounding better than ever. I've got to get this man. i got to get him on here. So did you did you enjoy it? Did you have a good crowd with a very receptive? Yes, it was. Uh, like, it did was you really feel great. the love? Uh, <laughs> I did. I did. Um, it's been really good. Uh, when I first met you, um, I was still living back in my hometown of uh, Aiken, which is right outside of Augusta, Georgia. It's on the South Carolina side. And um, I moved up here about two years ago, and uh, it's been really good. I've met some great people. I've been able to form a great band. And and uh, Greenville's, Greenville's definitely on the way up, for sure. Yeah, really. It's uh, So just for people who happen to, and I'm not going to get into this very deeply at all. I'm just going to say for a lot of people I've seen, you know, put something on social media about, oh, Southern this and that, you know, culture and some negative things. I go, look, you don't know us all. You know, you don't know all of us. And there's a a lot of wonderful places to go with very, very warm and friendly people. And that will just open their arms and welcome everyone in. And, uh, and Greenville has a lot of those places. So, um, so you were talking about you, you uh, the new format of the band. So tell me a little bit more about that. Well, while I was gone, um, I, I tend to have a tendency with bandmates to where uh, we start picking up speed, and then they decide they want to move overseas. And uh, <laughs> so it happened. It happened. Uh, it happened uh, recently. Uh, I had it with Billie uh, Eilish when we started picking up speed on that, and then. This new new format of it, which is just my original songs, just to be like here to the Hamptons. Uh, 
our you know our guitarist Connor, which uh, he did a great job and everything, but he he just felt called. He got a job opportunity in Austria, and so he's moving over that way. And um, <clears throat> then uh, our trumpet player, he is in the band Brother Oliver, that I mentioned earlier, and uh, that was the thing all along. Was you know he just was getting everything in order for his project, helping us out while he could. And so now that they're picking up speed, it was uh, just me and Matt. Um, our bassist, we had to figure out exactly um, which direction we were going to go. So we talked to uh, some friends and some some people we used to live with and other, you know, musicians in the area, and we were able to get a good powerhouse group together. And uh, so really thankful of that. Now we have, uh, it's the, like what we debuted the other night was a five-piece band with uh, just uh, – we have Ryan McCarthy on drums, uh, Adam Bachman on uh, on lap steel, and then our good friend Robert Gawin, who's uh, who's in and my grandma whiskey and me with me as well, and uh, also fronts the band Wasted Wine. He's playing violin with us, and uh, it's just it's really nice to have these songs for a while and be able to have just a solid crew of invested musicians that are you know willing to to bring it more into fruition. It's been a lot of fun. Well, now let me back you up here. Let's go over this. Let's go over this instrumentation because this is pretty fascinating. Okay, you play guitar. Yes. Uh, you have banjo, someone play. Okay, you play guitar and banjo. You've also mm-hmm. mentioned a lap steel, a trumpet, a violin, <laughs> and what else? You have a bass. Um. Well, it's we got upright bass and drums. Up, yeah. Uh, right now, uh, the trumpet. Our trumpet player is kind of uh, in and out, so we can't get him right now, um, since he has his own project. Um, but we have a good time, and we like to be unique with it. And we're kind of just uh, we're willing to try new things with it. And so we're having a really fun time. We're just one of those bands that kind of people don't know how to describe us. Like, you know, with the latest article where they put us as bluegrass, which I don't think we are, but I mean, I don't, it happens. No. So, yeah, we get bluegrass, um, <laughs> we get we get all country, we get Americana, we get soulful Americana, like it's just, it's, people don't know folk, we don't know, they don't know exactly how to label us, which I'm kind of okay with that. Um, it's kind of just fun to see what people label us as. <laughs> And say, just come on down. We got something you like. Yeah, and the thing is, I think when I put on their Soulful Americana, and I thought, oh, I should have checked with you about that. But I said it because to me, you know, that was what that was what I felt when I said, um, uh, speaks to the mind and caresses the heart. I thought that's what that's what I hear. That's what I get when I'm listening to you. Exactly. Well, so we'll I figure, you know. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Because when I, cause I thought, yeah, I never want to offend, you know, a guest, a musician. Oh, but um, but I think to me that that's one of the things about music that I like that um, everyone, cause people can have different interpretations of it. That's one reason. Um, that's one reason why sometimes I don't really care. I may not always want to watch a music video because of some of these concept videos because. Everybody gets their own feeling, you know, and the way the music speaks right. to you specifically. It's a powerful force, um, and it, it can um, it, it can it can give you some healing when you're hurt. It can just get you picked up when you need a little pick me up. It can be your friend, something you ride with, you know. And I mm-hmm. think everything uh, people hear anyway, way, and that's that to me. That's part of the beauty of it. So, um, so now the girl. So this this format is what you're calling my girl, my whiskey, and me. No, no. Um, that's uh, this is uh, Eli Harrington and the Hamptons. So it's like the songs that you heard before, and uh, some new ones that I've uh-huh. written, just with a band behind them. Uh, okay. Just finally, right. have like a that. formatted band. <laughs> Okay, and let me stop right here to say that if you're listening to us live here on Monday night, what, August 15th, 
you can call in and talk to Vilai Harrington at 646-716-9922. And that number, again, 646-716-9922. It is toll-free in the continental U.S. And so, Vilai, um, you also, uh, you, you've got this funny description of yourself on some of your, your social media, uh, what, hillbilly, <laughs> half Samoan, and so forth, and okay, all right, and then, uh, something about influences from, from Polynesian ancestors and down south kinfolk. Uh, you're, uh, one thing I put in here is I said, uh, you know, among, among your many widely diverse influences, Hank Williams, Sam Cooke, Three Dog Night as influencers, so... That's a whole lot of questions at once. So why don't you break that down for people just meeting you? Well, um, I just, uh, it's, I guess, it, it's, it happens a lot, and it's been happening a lot more lately. Um, with my name and uh, just being vaguely ethnic and looks, like there's always the people who are just like, well, well, they, you know, people, people think of putting things in a box, and uh, we're really not that way at all. Um, especially how we format things, but I've, I've, I'm, uh, my dad is, uh, part Samoan and he grew up, uh, in Hawaii and he met, he met my mom and, uh, met my mom in Aiken when I grew up with her and, uh, just, uh, basically everything that I heard in the car growing up, like in the different cars I rode in was, was what ended up influencing me. And, uh, so, but for me, most of it was, uh, it was, it was a lot of just the old soul being, being from the Aiken Augusta area. It was, you know, I'm from the hometown of James Brown. So it was a lot of soul and, uh, and then oh, there's yeah. people like Larry, like Larry John Wilson and, uh, just, uh, some really great influences and great people around me that taught me a lot. And, um, but, uh, it's, it's, it's one of those things of just, uh, People, you know, politely asking, "Where are you?" a lot, and uh, so I kind of just put that on, like, on the pages, on the pages, so uh, so people don't have to ask that question. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, all right, but I can see. Well, you know, there's another guy in in Asheville uh, that's in Asheville. Actually, I keep forgetting you're not in Asheville because that's where I met you, but you're in North right. Carolina. Um, ben Fon. Who is um, well? I guess part mountain and part Vietnamese is, is sort of how he puts it. And I think he he just went to Vietnam for the first time to visit relatives over there. So I can't wait till he comes on in a few weeks and tells us what that was like. You know, it's going to be a big culture shock oh, yeah. for him. Uh, you know, you can't prepare somebody completely for a different culture, but I think uh, he'll probably have some great stories. So just. Sure. Um, is your family, do you have family members that were uh, musicians or musical or in entertainment in any way? Well, um, my dad always liked to sing. Um, and uh, my mom did too, but uh, Lord help her, she can't keep the tune in the bucket. But, no. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but actually, uh, my great uncle, Al, um, he's still doing an entertainment thing in Hawaii. Um, he was uh, Ben Kikui on the original Hawaii Five-O, and uh, he's always just really? an entertainer. Al Harrington, and uh, so that's uh, cool. yeah. That's, he, so we like uh, there's been people here, here and there. My grandfather always liked to sing. He's the one that bought me my first instrument, and uh, like on the Samoan side, uh, Walter, and uh, so they. I mean they. You know, it's there's there's a little bit of it in the family, but and all my cousins like, um, they were always they they were actually the ones that got into it before me. They were all singing and playing and you know like they 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 were the star-studded child. You know, they were <laughs> they were playing. They were like you know <laughs> they were varsity on their teams by freshman year and and you know playing and swooning swooning all the people, but um. Yeah, I mean, there's always been everyone's enjoyed enjoyed the arts in my family, and I think that uh, I think that <clears throat> we all like it's still a big part of our lives, no matter what we do. So, how old were you when you started playing? 
playing. Um, yeah. I, actually, it was later in years when I started playing uh, instruments. Uh, I, just, I already fooled, I'd already fooled around, like, growing up with uh, ukulele because we had some around because um, my dad and my grandma always had some. Um, and uh, I always wanted to play banjo, but we couldn't really, we didn't really have the uh, budget for one growing up. And so I really didn't start playing, playing, um, and really focusing on my craft till probably like senior, like senior year in high school. And so that's when, um, and then did you, did you start a band in high school like most people do? Or I did. Um, I like I went to a small Christian school, and uh, like uh, me and my friends, we would all. Um, play like the everyone that was on my basketball team. We also like were in the worship worship band for chapel and all that. And I did some of that, uh, but I didn't have a solidified band. And uh, I like it wasn't until like my freshman year in college. Um, I'd come back home on the weekends and started writing with a friend and doing everything and bought myself a banjo and just started going from there. Really. I've got some um, I've got some music here of yours I don't know which one to play first Either one Well, Okay uh, <laughs> Why don't you Oh wait I don't think one Okay one of them hasn't come up yet I'll have to get it while the oh. other one's <laughs> Alright right. Tell us what is Sandhills Sandhills Roll Mix Well uh, Oh no I do have them just, both uh, Never mind as a Sandhills Roll, it's a rough demo. Um, I just thought it'd be good. These are more into fruition of what the band is now. Um, Sandhills Roll is just a demo that we recorded actually at the house. Um, we're about to go into the studio and doing it. So this is a little treat for the listeners that they won't be able to hear out otherwise right now. But um, it's, uh, it's, it's a, it's, I wrote it a long time ago about home and about, uh, old flame and uh just kind of the pairing of the two and how they relate to one another and uh sandhills is the area of south carolina where i'm originally from like aiken aiken columbia like all that area is the sandhills so it's a lot of sand and no ocean so <laughs> hmm. uh, all right well, land of the so we're gonna go ahead now and play yeah true uh sandhill rolls Stan Hill's role <laughs> from Valai Harrington.
All right, all right. You said you made that that um that recording at home? Yes, yes, we did it at a It's got a nice a cozy party. feel to it. Well thank you. Pardon? <laughs> thank you. So now you said you've been uh, on a West Coast tour lately. You come back in around the South. Um, tell us where now. What, you still do some solo work, and I've seen some pictures of you just you playing with the, the guy who plays stand up bass. Um, uh-huh. Where do you have coming up in the next few weeks? Well, or the um, next month the actually. Next thing, yeah, the next thing that we have is uh, going back home to my home area in Augusta, Georgia. We're playing Soul Bar. Um, with our friends, Brother Oliver. Um, we're going to bring the full band down for that. And then the next week after that, I'm doing a, doing just a duo run with my Dobro player uh, with our good friend from California, Margo Silker. And we're just going to do just a regional run of, uh, I think we got like a smaller show here in, here in the area in Piedmont at, uh, in a new, uh, new brewery called Golden Grove. And a uh, great farm-to-bottle brewery. And um, then we're doing, uh, we got a house show in Charleston. Um, and uh, <clears throat> and then a show at Phoenix and the Fox and, and Brevard. Oh, okay. That's a nice mm-hmm. uh, nice roundabout bunch. Now, when you travel a lot, do you have, I mean, I'm guessing you You've got friends all over, and you've got fans all over. Does it help you to say, like, eh, okay, well, you know, Amanda Palmer, mm-hmm. the entertainer Amanda Palmer, um, she said she would crowdsource for places to stay for her band to get places, you know, so she could save money on the road and ask people to let them stay. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, do, do, do you have the opportunity to do that to have because pe- i would think that you know so many people that they would just sort of say yeah yeah please come stay the biggest, here at, uh... the biggest thing is like uh, with the venues um i'll ask them sometimes because like uh some of the places around here they're really great about that and they actually have spots like above the venue or or things like that also um just the biggest thing is like one thing that's great is a lot of people don't um don't realize when they look at all of us in like South Carolina and Georgia and North Carolina too, is all of us run into each other music musician wise at some point. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we try to do our best. Like when we have people in our hometown, host them and, you know, if we're in town and also, you know, we just we build a network that way as well. So like, um, like when we go down to Charleston, lots of times we stay with our friends, the Mobros, uh, which they tour around a lot, or or our friend John Brooker, or just uh, like other musicians. Lots of times, um, it just works out to where we're not on the road at the same time, which is it's worked out this so far. But all of us are getting so busy that it might not work that way <laughs> for forever. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, this is a good time since we're half, you know, halfway in. This is a good time mm-hmm. for me to put in a plug, uh, sh- and definitely shameless plug for my business, uh, Lone Wolf Communications, because you know I do um, entertainment publicity, and I have been running a webinar called uh, Promote This DIY Publicity for Authors. And now I've had one people say, well, "What about musicians? Something more specific?" So now I'm doing one called promote this DIY publicity for musicians. And right now, uh, it's normally $89 per person. It's 90 minutes packed full of things that professionals know. These are things that I learned in school, but things I also learned working for HBO, documentary premieres, failed entertainment, um, handling Hispanic media for them for High School Musical on Ice. Uh, I work, you know, working with the, promoting the, pri- the book for the private chef of Mel Gibson. Uh, awesome. Things like that, you know, work I've done for different people. So, uh, so I, I'm, I can that means I can give you a lot of information and a little time on this webinar. But it's eighty nine dollars. But for August, I'm doing a two for one. Partly because you see, for musicians doing this for themselves, you're also doing everything else. You know, because people don't know you have to you have to be every job. You have to be the booker, the manager, find a place, mm-hmm. the logistics, and so forth. And if you have a friend 
who can do this to help you out. So I figured that way the musician can listen, can do the webinar, and bring a friend, a cousin, a spouse, a partner who says, well, you know, I've got some spare time. I can help you if I know what to do. So, so right now in August, it's two for one, $89. And here's another thing, I guess, that goes along with asking about your travel is that um, – a lot of times at Christmas, people will say, oh, what, what's a good musician gift or good author gift? And people come up with stuff like, you know, things like T-shirts or little signs or whatever. But I say, no, give them something they can use. Like uh, you can get gift cards for uh, airplanes, you know, in, oh, yeah. in different amounts. I say, give them, give them some gas cards that you can get you yeah. know, anywhere, the grocery gas store. Cards, you know, gas like cards, like a big bag of rice. Like, <laughs> those <laughs> yeah. are all great things. Right. Yeah, gas, uh, yeah, gas cards, uh, uh, dinner cards, you know, for, for restaurants, uh, travel, uh-huh. anything like that. You know, because people might think it's not, but I would say, yeah, you guys appreciate that, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, for sure. And a, big, like, a lot of things that's helped us on tour, um, like the last one that we did on the way back, um, my aunt and uncle out in Idaho, they literally just, they just gave us a bunch of things like rice and stuff like that. Um, Cause they know that, you know, you got to be economical about it and you can't just be going out to eat all the time, but also like things like having rice and like tuna and avocado and stuff like that. Like it might not be the most glamorous meal, but it gets the job done and uh, you know, it'll fill you up. <laughs> and you'll, so so yeah. you gotta, you gotta do that. And like just people being able to do things like that or, you know, like, people that we've stayed with on tour, they just like, well, how can we help you? Like, do you mean just like, uh, you know, they want to, they want to give us cash and things like that, which is great. But also at the same time, even just, just filling up our gas tank just makes all the difference. Cause that's, you know, that's another 500 miles we can go without spending, you know, close to a hundred dollars. Like it's, it's, and that makes all the difference. Yeah, and it also, you know, like you said, the rice, rice, tuna, avocado. You know, you can have something that you can make that's that's healthy. You're not going through, um, you know, exactly. you're not going through a fast food and just filling up on empty calories. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, which wouldn't help you. So that that gives you something decent. Uh, I had a TV show um, in the '90s, and a lot of my guests were musicians. And I had a segment for a while called Musicians Road Recipes. And I would say, you know, people don't realize you, there's no, sometimes the middle class in the arts, very, very thin. You know, you're either dirt poor, you're just struggling to get by, or you can afford to trash the hotel room and your record company pays for it. But in the middle, you know, what do you do? So I asked, I would ask different people what they did for road meals. And, and people would come up with stuff like, you know, well, let's see, when your car overheats, you figure that's a good time um, to go ahead and stop and eat. So, you know, you've got a, you got a little pot, you know, a little, little carry around, a little saucepan, a little pot, uh, put some water in it, ramen noodles, put it on top of that heat, overheated radiator. And when it explodes, it's done. So, and come up with all kind of stuff. Or, oh, or, yeah. You know, like, just uh, we did a lot of ramen. Sandwich and rice. Yeah. <laughs> <Or>. <laughs> road classics, like gourmet road classics. Like, the biggest thing we did when we were on the, the like, I learned a lot of it because the first people I went on tour with my friends were on Strauss, and I was just opening for them. And it was just the three of us in the van all the time. And, Literally, it was just if we had a stop where we were at a house, we cooked the biggest pot of rice you could ever think of, and it was just like, you know, canned chicken or tuna and and rice for for most of our meals. Um, and uh, it just uh, it was weird. I grew like an affinity for it. Like I think every now and then, like you know what, you know, I just I'm missing the road. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have my you know. Three dollar meal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm homesick for the road. Let me have one of my yeah. <laughs> Let me have a little comfort road meal. That's so cool. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think about those shows like like shows like uh, Chopped on TV, where they give people a basket of stuff and they got to make a, something, mm-hmm. something out of it. Ever feel like that? That's what I do. Like when it's oh, when yeah. I haven't got groceries, but I think, okay, what have I got? And what would those? What would I do if I was on that show and I had just this, this, and this <laughs> uh, uh, to put a meal together? You know, um, 
I've started playing again with my jazz combo, and I share a lot of musicians with um, a well-known uh, blues singer, Francine Reed. And uh, a couple of times when, say, I did a corporate gig, and my drummer is Argentinian, so he would speak Spanish to the people that worked the catering, and they would end up bringing to our dressing room lots and lots of food. Nice. Because, you know, Omar charmed him. And... Uh, <laughs> couple of the musicians, I'd say, oh, you know. Oh, some of them play with people like, um, oh, what is Nat King Cole's brother's name? I cannot remember. But um, anyway, some of these blues people or Christian McBride, these people play with some big heavy hitters when they're not with me. And so I'd ask all of them. I'd say, oh, do you get this kind of food when you're with, you know, when you're in New York with Christian McBride or this or that uh, or Freddie Cole or something, you know, and they go, oh, no, I don't get this. And then one person says, well, the singer I'm with, um, I won't name which one, uh, would put a limit on us. Okay, you can eat this much, stop, the rest of it's going in Tupperware right now, Ziploc bags, that's what we're going to eat on the road. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> you got to plan, you got to plan ahead like that. Man. <laughs> so the last place I gigged with some of these guys, you know, it was the same thing. There was free food for everybody. They sent them home with, like, bags of sandwiches and stuff and desserts. And, and water. I said, okay, well, you guys can just keep on rolling. <laughs> That's the way to do it. That's the way to do it is, is having gigs like that. Like, if you can get a free meal or, or like, being on the road, like, you know, it's not, it's not the gig that you're going to, you know, get things off of but like you you know you take some weddings and stuff because you can't you can't be having that every now and then you want to have show shows so like you got like i mean if you can do a wedding and play for two hours and get paid well well and a meal and some you know some beverages you can't like just having that little bit of luxury while on tours which like every now and then it's just a little treat nice Oh, definitely, and I'm and I'm saying this, you know, not just us talking, but also for anybody listening that wants this, ever hired a musician or thought about hiring musicians for, you know, an event. This is a big point. This because I do jazz. Um, I've got I got a few regular musicians that also get calls from other people. So, you know, I've got my my little group, and if this one's already booked, then I've got uh-huh. the other ones, and they all know each other. So it's not, you know, it's it's this is the way we do it. And jazz, right. that I'll use that as a big selling point. When I'm putting the information, I go, is it this place, this time, it pays this much money, and tell them about the food. You know, cause, but I put that in with what I submit to them, because so, I figured that could be the difference between this and another gig, you know? Maybe, yeah, maybe not. Yeah, free meals make all the difference. Because, <laughs> um, like, a lot of times, like, like, a lot of venues, like, if they have food, if they have a food truck, usually they have a contract with a food truck or or their meals there. And they, you know, they actually, they come out a little more uh, scot-free sometimes. And I feel like a lot of newer venue owners don't understand that sometimes and that you can, especially if it's earlier in the week, you can, you can give me a little bit less money as long as I have a meal. Cause the meal makes all the difference uh-huh. that stops us from spending another, you know, like if we had to go pay for a meal of that same value, it would have been, you know, I would have been another, close to another $100 overall in the band before mm-hmm. tip, you know what I mean? And so if we can just oh, yeah. get the meal and, and tip our waitress, you know, and just we're good to go. I guess it, it makes all the difference on the road. Exactamente, mi amigo. Hey, uh, if you're listening live tonight, August 14th, talking to Belay Harrington, uh Call in and talk to us. It's uh, 646-716-9922. And while we were talking, I put up a picture of your uncle, Al Harrington, on uh, on Facebook. <laughs> Al Harrington, the original uh, detective, Ben Kakua, on Hawaii Five O. Watch that show every week, kid. So, uh, yeah. He's a good-looking man. So, um, good luck. That runs in your family, doesn't it? It's like so. you got the best of all cultures there. <laughs> and uh <laughs> so oh uh, now I've got oh let's play some more music. How about that? Sounds good. Okay. Uh anything you wanna tell us you wanna lead us into knee deep? Yes, this song uh I wrote 
um, a while back, and it was on uh, the latest solo album that I had. But um, we we brought it with a band and retooled it a little bit. This is a live version. Um, we actually might be releasing it soon. Um, again, both of the songs um, that are played tonight, this is the only time you're able to really hear them um, at the moment. And uh, so this is actually a live version at one of our favorite house shows series in Charleston, South Carolina, um, called Embassy Files. And this is just with the uh, with our old guitarist Connor and uh, me, Matt, and uh, and Andrew, our trumpet player, which is a little more stripped down version of it. But I think it turned out really well, and it brought the essence of everything out. All right, knee deep. Here we go. Uh, next one is. Uh... Another one of the ones I wrote a long time ago, but we brought a new life. Um, it's called Knee Deep. I think it's a little, little relevant to today. I think it's relevant all the time. But, uh, yeah, it's called Knee Deep. love that and you know what else I love and especially I think because it's live too the the instrumentation that, that you put together 
it might sound sometimes a little bit unconventional, and yet it works so beautifully. And the, and the trumpet just uh, it, it just gives a different kind of a warmth and and uh, and, and a soulfulness to that too. Definitely, yeah. I really enjoy having Andrew around. Um, he really adds a lot to it. And uh, so now, where does Andrew do? Do most of your musicians live near you, or do we, you have to pick them do, up going um, out of town? Uh, we uh, we all live around the Greenville area. I just moved to uh, to Greer, which is in between Greenville and Spartanburg. Um, but then Matt lives mm-hmm. downtown, and uh, then Andrew lives in Taylor's, which is not too far from me. And uh, then Adam lives in Tigerville, and Robert lives in Taylor's. So we all live just off of Wade Hampton, basically, like off of Highway 29. So not too bad. Yeah, I know that area real well. Um, because my sister-in-law and her family live in, in um, Greenville, but, um, and then about five minutes away from their house it's where my mother-in-law lives in Taylor's. So okay, I know yeah. the Wade Hampton hood mm-hmm. yeah. real well. So, uh, yeah, some nice stuff out there. It's a very nice area. Uh, so what what would you consider uh, just your dream gig? If you were going to go on some kind of event, uh, you, do, do, you do a lot of festivals, I know. but We try to, um, yes. One one guest I had on here recently, Athena Bass, uh, she's a drummer uh, for a group called Femme Fatale. She's also the younger sister of Tommy Lee, and okay. she was on a TV show called Ex-Wives of Rock. And her band plays on this cruise called Monsters of Rock Cruise every year. And then, of course, oh, Lita yeah. Ford that's coming up, she's going to be on it um, the next one. What would be to you um, just a, a dream if you were on a cruise or festival of, or, or a tour of people, certain bands that you think were a great fit that you'd like to work with, who would that be? Honestly, uh, I really had the pleasure of just uh, having great musicians around me from the start. Um, great bands and great people. Like uh, our friend Susto are doing really well right now. Justin's just doing a solo tour with uh, with Band of Forces in Europe right now. And um, <clears throat> people oh, nice. like them, the High Divers, uh, She Returns from War. There's a lot of great bands from our area and, and our field um, of music that, that are from South Carolina. And honestly, like, hey, we have a great, great, uh, great time with them. And just being able to see them, because really it's the only time we get to hang out is when we play shows together and uh, <laughs> anymore, because we're all so busy. But you know, just uh, for me, it would be it'd be something to where I could just see all the beauty and showcase. Because the greatest thing about being on tour with people is I get to watch them play. And mm-hmm. um, and uh, but I mean, we really enjoyed playing with Susto and uh, and uh, the High Divers are really great. Um, we have our friends, you know, Marcus King. They're from our area too. Um. But uh, it's the, I think for me, the bu- one, like bucket list things, like definitely I want to I want to play Red Rocks one day. Um, mm. That's uh, that's kind of like that's kind of like one of the one of the pinnacle ones. But greatest thing for me is just being able to just to travel and play shows and just I've just we you know we we have the pleasure of playing with a lot of talented people already and just being able to do that more often would be great. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have now? Of course, you know the, my stats on the show show that my greatest audience is in the U.S. Uh, next is the U.K. and France, or um, the top three in that order. Oh, for yeah. the listeners. So, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I want to think about uh, if you haven't already put France on the trip, and that's where all your friends oh, yeah. listen to I Madame Perry and know that to give tour. you. I think you would be perfect. I think you'd be great and. People, yeah. So, so give, uh, give the like, you know, for Christmas or whatever, birthday, um, Kwanzaa, whatever. Uh, give him <laughs> gift cards of uh, planes. Yeah, I think you can get like twenty-five dollar things for certain airlines or fifty. You can add those things. Oh up. yeah. Uh, give him some yeah. frequent flyer Definitely. miles. Get him over there, and uh, uh, I think that I think no, they would love you there. 
<laughs> it would be a great so, time. I've always uh, thought about that <clears throat> going over there. Yeah, I think. From, yeah, from what I know of what I see, and and uh, what about the UK? That as well, I think. Yeah, um, my friends, uh, my friends, Twin Courage, they did that a couple years ago, and they just, you know, they're just an acoustic duo, and so they went over there and just took the train to every stop and played, and it was, and they said they had a great time, and I really would like to do that at some point, hopefully soon. Um, everything's pretty crazy right now. We're just getting we're in that limbo right now getting to the next next stop you know and uh mm-hmm. but definitely something for the next coming years for sure yeah okay well i'm going to predict that it will be within the next uh 20 months and the reason i say great. that is because because i am madam perry um <laughs> because a booking agent, I used to send my tapes back years ago. This back when we had cassette tapes. I sent them to a booking agent, and then finally one of them answered me, and she said, "Okay, I want you to play this party." Oh, well, you're not playing. I need a I need a fortune teller. So and she goes, and "I know you're not a fortune teller, but I figure you're funny. If I get Madame Bell, who was very famous in Atlanta at the time, she's going to tell them they're all going to die, and then they'll be depressed. But you'll make them laugh." And uh, so I did that. I, I, I read. I read. I was a fortune teller at Usher's mother's New Year's party. But oh, wait! We got a caller right here. Hold on a second. Hi, welcome to Madame Perry Salon. You're here with me and Valai Harrington. And is this the enchanted woman of whom we spoke? Or... Uh, yeah, I just got your message on Facebook, and I I was like, you know what? I will give you a call because I haven't been able to tune in. You know, I'm in Asheville and uh, just got back from upstate South Carolina doing some preparation and spreading the love about this miraculous gathering that's coming together because of our beautiful community. Oh, yeah. And and if, you, if you're listening, you know, if you don't know, this is Wendy Owens. And Wendy, uh, yeah, I would love to get, I want to get you as a guest on Madame Perry Salon sometime soon <laughs> to tell us all about that. And also, because um, when I was promoting this in July, I happened, I started off by saying it was, a, it was a charming venue with crystals, synthesizer equipment, and... <laughs> Funky clothes, and I said, and the most enchanting woman, Wendy, who also had a lounge and a performance area. Wow, I, I don't know what to say, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm known for the one that has had a had a huge awakening through electronic music. That's really what has led me to my knees on in this path of like ceremony and deeper connection. Um, you know, Tesla's right. If you understand frequency and vibration, you can unlock the codes to the universe. And um, I had a massive awakening listening to Boards of Canada <laughs> that uses five-year-old beats. And, um, you know, I didn't know that they were connected to the Monroe Institute at the time. But, um, you know, I've, I've been fortunate. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Really, every form of music you can find stuff to lock onto. Um, but there is another aspect that you can find in electronic music um, that you don't find in others, um, like you said. Um, but it's kind of cool that you called, Wendy. Like, I, haven't, uh, I hope you're doing well. I haven't uh, seen you in a while. Wendy, actually, I mean, other than the show that we did there, she has set me up with, like, my first out-of-town show ever, which was in Clemson. Really? When I was still living. So, see, so, Wendy... Yeah. If it weren't for you, Wendy, I wouldn't have known him. So, okay, well, she just dropped there. So sounded like she uh-huh. might have been on, on a cell phone or busy. So thank you so much, Wendy, right. for calling. We're going to get you on here soon. And, uh, and yeah, that was just a very uh, very charming night and for me, and I think probably for everyone there. So we got it just about four minutes left. So are you going to go? Oh, I know. I was going to ask, are you coming to Atlanta? Um, yes, actually, we are. We are doing a run with our friends, the Pony League. Um, they're based out of Atlanta. Um, and uh, our first show of the run is September 29th, or no, September 20th at 529. Um, and we'll be doing that. It'll be us, um, which is Eli Harrington, the Hamptons, uh, the High Divers, and Pony League. And uh, really looking forward to that. Uh, Pony League just got off a really good tour. and doing a great job with their stuff and 
and uh, our friends, the high divers, like they're always a great time. And so I think I think it's going to be a cool. good time. Oh, Wendy's back. Hey, Wendy. Yeah. I don't know how long it's going to last. Axel's having a storm right now, so uh, who knows. But, yeah, I just wanted to send gratitude because I don't know if people know about the gathering, but it definitely came together in four weeks uh, through community love and support. Um, I decided I didn't want to do another festival, you know, unless everything was just clearly communicated. We weren't making any promises because we didn't have the budget but we had the vision. And the thing is, we manifested a festival comparable to that back in 2011 when we did Synergy, which was the first transformational starseed gathering in Asheville. So it was kind of along the same lines, you know, that we're able to do this, uh, this beautiful manifestation and work together in community, and that's essentially what it's all about. Definitely. Uh, yeah, definitely, and we can dig it. And and I'm just I'm just more impressed. I, I follow up with a lot of stuff that you do. See what you, and um, very impressed. I feel like you're sharing such a good force in in the world and the universe. And we need it so much, Wendy. And we need what all, what you're doing. We need what what the lion his musicians put out. Um, I was telling my husband the other night. I said I love the fact that you know I believe that the music something about like what the reverberations of a uh, uh, percussion uh, the percussion reverberation of an upright bass or the different tones how they make people change uh, make your uh, give you comfort give you understanding give you sometimes a little hot happiness a little buzz um, and and what you're doing with the gatherings and so forth, um, you're you're both people who are giving some good to the world. And gosh knows we we all need it right now. We all need some uh, like Elvis Costello. What's so funny about peace, love, and understanding? And you guys are putting out the seeds for peace, love, and understanding, and good vibes and understanding. And I just think you're you're doing a great job, Wendy. Well, thank you, sister. I mean, it's it's all about. You know, we're all one. That's, I mean, it's really amazing to me how through this whole transformational process over the past, since 2005, when I had this huge awakening, just how I realized more than more and more that we are all one. And my message is, let's be clear with everyone at the table. If we're all one, we've got to figure it out. And if we can't solve situations at our back door, then how are we going to bring peace on earth? And that's just, you know, what my heart resonates with is trying to come up with a solution. And it, to me, there is a huge awakening going on with the younger generation through transformational electronic mm-hmm. music. And it is happening. Um, and I'm a, a big part of that. And, you know, I, I see how all the connectivity and the fibers with sound from, Organic to electronic is is raising the vibration that he's gathering, and it is it's really you know it's happening because we're the ones we've been waiting for in the time is now, and uh, you know so I just have a lot of gratitude that I'm working with all nations, generations, and relations because there's no difference. <laughs> we're all the same. Amen, sister. Well, you know just see. We're about to go. We're going to get you back on here as a guest sometime. Vali Harrington, thank you so much. And like I was saying, Wendy, if it weren't for you, I would have known Vali. And uh, yeah, Vali, you. you're going to be in Atlanta at 529. I'm just going to say, let sure. light, brother. I haven't talked to you in such a long time. It would be great to reconnect. You, Please reach Yeah, it would be great. Definitely. All right. hear from me, Wendy. And All right. And you were two of the people that made me say with the show, am I the luckiest girl or what with the people that I meet? Awesome, yes. Oh, thank you, honey. You better come back soon. And Valai is going to be, he's on tour. He's all over social media. Uh, You've seen him, he's on Instagram, um, uh, Twitter. Uh, Facebook, Reverb Nation, all kinds of places. And if you follow me, you'll see all of his stuff everywhere and where he's going, and you can um, hook into him. Vali, you have a parting word for people? Yes. Uh, thank you for listening. 
maturity is death, so keep growing and uh, <laughs> try not to be a jerk. I like it. I like it. And I'm going to end with everybody's got the swing. Thank you so much. And uh, remember, Adam Carey loves you. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.